Hello, this is Joel Simpson, the executive producer for the Chamber Podcast. Brian has been out the last few weeks with some sinus issues. He currently sounds like he is underwater. So he has asked me to host today's episode. Uh, Today we're interviewing Aaron Nelson with the Chapel Hill Carborough Chamber of Commerce. We talk about number crunching, connecting with the members, and practical ways to do so. So grab your notebook. Episode 22 of the Chamber Podcast starts right now. Here's where the magic begins to make change happen. The human voice. It's the most powerful sound in the world. Getting curious about something and diving in. One of the things that I enjoy more than anything else is learning new things. Welcome to the Chamber Podcast. Aaron, welcome to the show. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you and your chamber. So my name is Aaron Nelson. I'm the president of the Chapel Hill Carborough Chamber of Commerce in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, I've been the CEO here at this organization for now 15 years. We're a staff of eight with a membership um, around 1,200. In episode 19 of the Chamber podcast, Kyle Sexton mentioned that you were using Net Promoter Scores to track productivity in your chamber. Tell us how that works. Our chamber is using a net promoter score to help us measure uh, our event success as well as the general um, excitement or happiness that our members have for the chamber. So in the old model, we would issue a survey and people give you points right on a 1 to 5 scale or a 1 to 10 scale. But we're having trouble telling the difference between an 8.5 and an 8.6 or an 8.7. One of our board members introduced us to the net promoter. And it's been a game changer for us and really has... Uh, revealed uh, for us which events are, are really successful and which events are not, and then how our members feel about us over time. Tell us a little bit how Net Promoter Scores works. So after every event, we send a survey, short survey, out to the membership, uh, and there's several questions that we ask. But the most important question that we have learned is, how likely are you to refer a friend or colleague to attend this event next year? And how likely are you for a friend or colleague to join the chamber? And the way the net promoter works is people put their answers on a 1 to 10 scale. You take the 9s and the 10s. Those are called your promoters. Those are people who are enthusiastically for you. And you subtract the percentage. Um, so the percentage of people gave you 9 and a 10. And you subtract from it the people gave you 1 through 6. The view is that if they give you a 7 or 8, they're just being polite. So we take the percentage of people who gave you 1 through 6 minus, uh, we subtract that from the 9s and 10s, and that's the net in net promoter. And then that then gives us a score. So because we've been asking these same questions after every event for the last three years, we're able to track um, that last year that event was an 86, and this year it's only a 62. Whether the general happiness with the chamber um, is growing or it's on the decline, we're able to make adjustments uh, as we need. Has that affected you, like getting rid of events or changing events? How has that affected your, you know, your schedule as a chamber? Well, the Net Promoter Score really unmasks things for us. So we were able to see which events are in. You can really see the ones that are standing out as exceptional, and you can see the ones that are standing out as bad. Again, in contrast to when everything sort of had between an 8.2 and an, 8, and an 8.5. This will really, uh, some events, you know, it just takes a few people giving you a 6 uh, or a few people instead of a 9 giving you an 8. Um, and that really changes the scoring, and so an event may drop from a 70 as a score uh, down to a 30 or a 40, and it causes us to ask the questions that are going on. 
Net Promoter is being used across the country, all throughout different industries, from auto mechanics to car dealers, uh, and chambers are beginning to use it. So there's some ways to compare how you do both against yourself and against others that are out there. It also gives our staff and our board a single number that we ask over and over again uh, uh, that gives us longitudinal data about our own organization. So in addition to asking um, how likely are you to refer a friend or colleague to join the chamber, how likely are you to refer a friend or colleague to come to the event, we also ask what about the event was frustrating and what about the event was fantastic. And by using frustrating and fantastic, we get much better information than if we give them six or seven questions about how are the eggs uh, and did the event on time, how was the speaker, and they will share with us some really good data. What was frustrating? What was fantastic? And then the net promoter scores. And then we have a nice bundled summary. And again, to compare yourself against that same event last year or to compare yourself with the event that you did last month is a great way to sort of stay on top of um, event and program excellence. How else are you using technology to benefit your chamber? So our chamber, like most chambers, are trying to keep up with technology and keep up with the times. And so we tweet, right, and we have Facebook, and we post all of our photos into um, different services where our members can see them. We use SlideShare a lot. SlideShare is like YouTube for PowerPoint presentations. And so we have a SlideShare account where every slide deck that the chamber's ever presented is put up there where we can then reference it to people instead of emailing them the slide deck. We can just link it, and those that attended can access it. But what we're finding is by being technophiles is wonderful, right, by using this technology. Um, but what's going to differentiate chambers, we believe, is our human connections. Everybody is communicating with our members through technology. More and more our members are going to want that customized, right? They're going to expect their name to be on it, not dear member. And they're going to expect us to know that they did or didn't participate this year. They're going to want us to know the level of investment they are at. They're going to want us to know something about the business in how we communicate. But we also think it will be our humanity that will engender that loyalty and that connection that keeps them with us. And so we're also spending a lot of time calling them, talking to them, writing them handwritten notes on every invoice, trying to make those touches and those connections and we think that is what will differentiate chambers in this emerging technology world. Not that we got really, really good and we're cutting-edge technology. That is important. But the real reason um, that they're part of our organization is because we offer something else. Something they can't just find on Facebook or on LinkedIn. And that is, um, you know, real human connection. Now, you did something really interesting on Monday. Tell me about that day and what you did to build the human connection in your chamber. In prioritizing our human connections with our members, we're really trying to find ways that we can give them access uh, to us and that we can reach out to them. We have finally done away with business after hours, after 100 years or however long chambers have done it, always on the same day. Um, we're done. So business after hours is over. Um, we've replaced it with an event called FaceTime. And the notion being is that every month you need a little FaceTime. FaceTime with the chamber, FaceTime to talk about the business, FaceTime to build relationships. Um, and so this FaceTime that we did, not only did we have folks participating, we invited them over to the chamber this time, but then we let them set appointments. Every half hour, they can set a half hour appointment uh, with me this time. So this was FaceTime with the chamber. And so back to back to back to back all day long, got the opportunity to sit with a member, hear about what their issue was. Um, one other staff member would join, so we'd make sure we took good notes. 
that we could deliver on what it was that they'd asked of us. But this is sort of a, a play on a program that we've done years ago and need to reinstitute, and that we, we had a um, have the chamber come work for you for a day. So members would write in, they would say what they would want from us, and we would deploy a staff member to do an eight-hour shift. We'd pick 10 or 12 members. And so I was a shoe salesman, and I shoveled manure, and I've driven a uh, steamroller, and I've worked as a short order cook, and I've been a weight staff person, and I've I tried to sell advertising. So our members would reach out to us and say, come work for us. And we embed in a member's office for just one day has been really helpful for us. So again, more and more, we're trying to figure out how do we get from them what they need so that we can deliver on that customer promise that we have. Our customer promise is that we'll connect you, we'll advocate for you, and we'll save you money. Uh, and then our fourth promise is that we will promote this region and the community, just like all chambers do. But we're really trying to make clear on the customer promise. We think we can't deliver on it unless we know what it is that they want. And the best way to find that out, of course, uh, is to ask them. That's great. I love it. <laughs> so you've shoveled manure and been a shoulder to cook. That's, uh, I bet you have some fun stories from those days, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's really amazing when you spend... Um, eight hours as a wait staff member at a downtown restaurant, you learn that they spend all their tips to cover their parking bill. Then all of a sudden we now know what we need to be working on to make sure that the staff that works in our downtown has you know, access to more affordable parking. So we learn a lot when we um, engage with the membership. And, and just like we said, right, so we'll send the surveys and we'll send the letters and we'll tweet at them. But we think when we call them and we talk to them, as much as we can do that, um, we'll get stronger and smarter. Uh, we'll be much better at meeting their needs. Thank you so much, Aaron, for your time. We appreciate everyone tuning into the Chamber podcast this week. We look forward to being with you again next week.